Welcome to a Happy Sunday before Thanksgiving, Satellite Sisters. We have picked out a very special new to you show today. It is from the Sunday before Thanksgiving from 2011. So it's me, this is Liz, with Leon, Sheila, and Monica. And of course, we're talking about everything from who's going to make what for Thanksgiving to Leon's battle with a cartoon cat and Sheila's battle with an attack of vertigo. I don't really think I can explain anymore. Uh, on the Tuesday show this past week, Leon mentioned that our mother always used to make turkey tetrazzini. Leon has continued that tradition at her house, and we have our mother's turkey tetrazzini recipe in our first book, Satellite Sisters Uncommon Senses. Some of you have that book, so please look it up. The pate recipe is in there too. But for those of you who don't, I will be posting it at SatelliteSisters.com and also putting a link to the Facebook group and the Twitter feed from there. So we want you to sit back, get excited for Thanksgiving. It's always such a fantastic holiday. We are grateful that we have you as our listeners, and we're also very grateful to those of you that subscribe to us at iTunes and also leave ratings and reviews. So have a fantastic week. This is a very special time of year. Most of all, we want you to know we think you're the best. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, November 20th. You know what that means. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We have three of the sisters on the line here with me. Leanne, you're in Pasadena. You must be getting ready at your house. You are our official Thanksgiving host. We're going to talk about it, Liz. <laughs> All right. Monica, Portland, Oregon. Do you have plans for the day? What are yes, you doing? Yes, I do. I'm going to tell you about them. Yeah, I, I was invited um, over to Bend. Uh, nice. Okay. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and, and Sheila Dolan in South Pasadena. I'll probably see you on Thanksgiving Day, correct? We definitely will, Liz. Okay. <laughs> so, so Leanne, you sent out the official set of instructions and timings and whatever amounted to what little plan we have. Uh, we got that email a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was just want to make sure everyone was on the same track and uh, that there was enough food and a variety of food, but not too much food. It's always important. People raise their hands. What do they want to bring? I've really tried to become less and less controlling over the food. I, I hope you appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, I like the uh, the casual theme that you mentioned. Yes. Casual theme this year for a couple of reasons. Well, we started to prep here and this is the unglamorous side of Thanksgiving. I don't know why people make such a big deal about the toiki because you know it's harder cleaning the uh cleaning the hood on this oven which is what i'm doing now like right. cooking the turkey's nothing i mean barrack's trying to finish building the bathroom so <laughs> that's good because we're, we're gonna need a bathroom that'll come in handy so, that's the kind of stuff that Thanksgiving forces the host to do. Like, I do not believe we are going to get in refinishing the floors, but it was on the table as late as last week. Like, can we refinish the floors in our house before Thanksgiving? So, um, uh, 
But Liz, what were you asking about? I totally forgot. Oh, I don't know. Like our, what are, our assignments. Our assignments. Oh, right, your right. assignments. Okay. Uh, yeah, our assignments. Oh, the casual theme, Sheila. That's what you mentioned. And one of our issues this year is that we're having everyone Thursday, but first thing Friday morning, we are leaving very early for a um, uh, soccer tournament in San Diego. So I made the big decision not getting out any of the china. Just. Okay. Going with casual white plates. I just I think I, that's excellent, Leanne. Right. I, su- I support you. Right. Fully support. I knew the dishwashers would support it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't. It's the schlepping up out of the basement. Everything's in the basement that I got to pack it up, schlep it back. I just didn't want to deal. So the food will still be as excellent. It's just going to be on my everyday white china. So I hope nobody minds. Um, but Liz, I was happy to see you step up and offer shrimp. I'm never going to say no to shrimp. <laughs> I know. Well, I knew that your, your list did not have any appetizers on it at all. Right. So, and I knew that mom had an appetizer plan that might or might not meet with your actual needs and desires it does not so i'll just say and i can't fight it and i've tried to circumvent in every possible way and i just fine bring it no grown-up's gonna eat that but okay (laughs) that's so i was trying to channel you a little bit something tasty something good something kids and adults are alike and something that's in the locale kind of light category yes because you don't need a lot of heavy apps at a thanksgiving dinner so i thought shrimp like checks all of those boxes oh shrimp who that's great liz that's exciting It is exciting. But here's another thing. I know you were looking for a backup green vegetable, and um, I'm not sure if you filled that slot already, but yesterday morning, you know, every Saturday morning, I go to my little nutrition slash weight loss class at UCLA. Yeah. And so yesterday, naturally, the class was about how to make healthy choices on Thanksgiving. And, (laughs) And by the way, and this is led by a psychologist who points out every single year that really Friday is the hard day, people. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. She said, everyone has a plan for Thursday and you do the best you can on Thursday. But then Friday, when you're eating the leftover pie and the leftover mashed potatoes and the gravy, which is, by the way, 800 calories a cup, <laughs> not to take all the fun out of it, 800 calories that, a cup. That sounds pretty low, actually. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they had posted on the little bulletin board a recipe there from, and it's legit, Leanne. Don't worry, it's not something. I know we had contests on Satellite Sisters where it was the Satellite Sisters side dish contest, yeah. And we that I was conducting for several years, and some of those choices were tastier than other choices and healthier than other choices. But this is actually from Giada De Laurentiis. Ooh, check this out: spicy Parmesan green beans and kale, and. I thought it sounded tasty. Yes, Liz. So yesterday afternoon. There was silence, silence there for a moment. (laughs) There was. There was after she mentioned the word kale. Kale. I like kale. I have embraced kale. I love kale. I've been on a kale jag for about a year. So that's kale is what attracted my attention, Monica. Anyway, so, but I didn't want to just bring something untested into your home uh, because your standards are high. 
And I like to attempt to meet those, considering how low my assignments usually are. Like shrimp, I volunteer things that require no prep at all. <laughs> Basically driving mom and dad. Yes. I mean, that's your assignment. Because, okay, go ahead. How is so, the camp? So anyway, so last night I decided I would buy all the ingredients and cook it just to see if it was really as tasty as it sounded. So it's kale and mushrooms and green beans, you know, and then a few other spices in there, including... Um, uh, red pepper flakes and a Ooh. little lemon juice and finely grated Parmesan at the end. And it is delicious, totally Ooh. delicious in every way. You can go to foodnetwork.com and just look that up if you want spicy Parmesan green beans. <laughs> yeah. Don't email Liz because yeah. she's not going to write it down. <laughs> and, and, and did you throw in some balsamic just no. for good measure, Liz? No, Sheila, I tried to be really strict. That's I was looking to get out of my lane a little bit. As you know, I have certain flavors that I gravitate to, and I was trying to choose something that would not be that. Anyway, I tried it out. It was delicious. I look forward to that, Liz. It's Liz, bring it on. Okay. All right. Anyway, so sign me up for the secondary green vegetable. I think okay. I can. I think I can handle that. And I didn't mean to insult you when I said I will buy the potatoes, <laughs> even because <laughs> Liz usually mashes the potatoes at my house. Right. Uh, I just meant I know how much stuff Mom is going to have. So if you did not want to include a ten-pound bag of potatoes, yeah. that's all, Liz. Okay. I wasn't meaning to insult you that okay. you couldn't purchase potatoes. All right. so. Yeah. You know, okay, you can buy the potatoes. At first, okay. I, at first, I was going to fight back on that, but okay, you supply the potatoes, and I'll I'll do whatever else is required. I you you will have a full car, believe me, based on what Mom has told me she's bringing. <laughs> All right, now Sheila, I I was surprised because it was a group email. You jumped on pumpkin pie, which is well, not usual for you. Well, I I I want to admit right now, it's not going to. I'm not going to make it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what are you going to do? Thank God. I'm going to go to a very high-end uh, gourmet uh, shop and buy one. Okay. okay. That's fine. That's is fine. That, is that okay? I mean, did you – I wasn't going to bake it. No way. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't care what it tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you can, yeah. Usually, our sister-in-law, Laura, jumps on that, but she she is bringing flank, flank steak. I know. Well, I'm going with my usual California salad, Leanne. Okay. What's in the salad? I just – that's what I want to confirm. Oh, it's uh, uh, spinach. Walnuts. Uh, which cheese do you not like? Gorgonzola. I, I don't like any of your blue. Okay, so it's it's spinach, walnuts, dried cherries, um, a lovely balsamic uh-huh. with, with gorgonzola on the side. It's the same one I do every year. Okay, I, I just oh. wanted to confirm. Okay, a- and then I already bought the decaf and regular coffee, Leon. Good job, thank you, Sheil. And I was thinking of bringing an extra coffee pot so we can make sure we can have some real coffee. That's yeah, a I good know, idea. I know you only have one coffee maker. I, 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 most people most do. Of them. Almost only have one coffee maker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't run a commercial kitchen. I, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, Sheila. She's only got one. Not, that's right. right <laughs> I don't want the decaf people to overrule us. Do you know what I mean? I want to make sure okay. we get okay. our, high, our high test coffee in. So I'm all set. I just have to buy the pie. <laughs> okay. All right, I think we're good. Wow, you guys are inspirational because I I don't have anything to bring to my uh, affair in in Ben. So I'm going to go over over the mountain to Ben to have Thanksgiving with our brother Dick and sister in law Susan and their family. And I didn't usually Susan likes to make all the food and yeah. she's a good cook. And they have this big huge dinner with 
all these leftovers, but I feel like I should really bring something besides just wine because that's so boring. So how about, what do you think of this? I'm thinking of doing a stuffed mushroom appetizer. Nice. Great idea. Nobody doesn't like stuffed mushrooms. Right. I, I think that would be good and it would sort of travel well. And the thing I'm worried about is I, I can't leave to drive over to Bend until Thanksgiving. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> until Thanksgiving morning. Okay. And, and it has snowed 20 inches this okay. week. Okay. Do so you have the snow tires and all of it? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond snow tires. There is just. I, I will absolutely be required to put chains on my car next week. So I so I've I've taken it to the next level. I've rented an SUV. Oh, okay. that's excellent. Nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna rent a little SUV so I don't have to worry about, you know, getting stuck in the snow or getting out of the car and putting chains on and this but I figured the stuffed mushrooms would probably travel well. I'll probably make them on Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, I was I saw this recipe for a green bean casserole and it was not low calorie, but it looked so good with like bechamel sauce and Mm. wild mushrooms. And then you topped it with like crispy um, onions that you fry up in the pan. But I don't know. I don't, I I don't want to stuff mushrooms. mushrooms. I don't want to go overboard. So I think the stuffed mushrooms will be good. Okay. Yeah, and the only thing you have to do is make sure that, you know, when you pop them in the oven, you don't um, interrupt the flow of the cooking of the host. That's the only mm-hmm. slightly tricky thing. Okay. Should I With bring this- my own oven? I don't know. Bring your, like Sheila, bring a coffee pot. I'm bringing a coffee pot. <laughs> Just so you can put the microwave in the back of your car, Monica. <laughs> I mean, now that you're bring- that, you are you're bringing that- dirty dishes back and forth to bend. So right. you can bring your own. Room in the SUV. Oh. Good plan, Liz. I'll just bring some more of my dishes this week with me. I'm going to pack them in the SUV. I hope I don't have an accident. Things you could just happen. put the mushrooms on the engine of the car. She drove yes. All right, so that's Thanksgiving. Any other any other holiday news, people getting excited? Yes, yes. This is Monica. I had a total epiphany the other night about Christmas shopping. And I, I usually don't even think about Christmas shopping till the day before Christmas. But I got a call from mom. And mom already had some ideas of what she wanted to give us for Christmas, Liz, you and I. Uh-huh. And she, you know, she loves her toaster oven. <laughs> and she has wanted to buy me a toaster oven for like 15 years. I think she brings it up once or twice a year. Wouldn't you like to have some nice open face grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> well, it is good. What... it's good for heating up the mushrooms <laughs> it would be good so she just went on and on about the toaster oven and well you she said you could use it for toast i said well yeah that's i said well you know we already have a toaster over there in bed so i talked her out of the toaster oven, Liz. I hope you're not disappointed. We won't be getting. No, that's okay. She brought up the toaster oven with me yesterday, but, so it, was, but it was, but it was for I'm Sheila. No, it was no, for I'm Sheila. Getting, she... I'm getting a toaster oven. This is Sheila. Oh, you can... I already, I already booked it. I already, I already reserved one. Oh, good. That makes me feel so much better because she wants to buy someone a toaster oven. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you raised your hand, but at the same time, that night after our phone call. I, I 
I usually don't even consider Christmas gifts. You know, I just go to Target and buy scarves and stuff like that. And I mean, I was up all night and it was like, boom, ideas just kept popping <laughs> into my head. Boom. I had a fantastic idea for a Christmas present for Dick and Sue and Leo and Fiona and Liz, you too. It was like all in one night. So I just got to say, what was yesterday? November 19th? I, I got four gifts. Wow. I, I went out and I did Christmas shopping before Black Friday. Wow. Be- before Christmas Eve. And um, I'm just really, really excited to give these little presents this year. And uh, I kept a pretty tight budget. Um, so I'm just very, very happy. <laughs> so, Liz, hold yeah, on so I'm happy that. to hear about so that. Liz, I just, just, just warning you, everyone got, I spent about the same amount on every single person. It's fine. Uh, I'm just very excited that I have these four gifts that I really like. And I can't wait to give them to you guys. Okay. That's the spirit of a holiday. I like it. Okay. Okay. Toaster ovens all around. Can I mention one quick Christmas thing? Um, You know, makinglifebetter.com is my sponsor over there at at the Chaos Chronicles. And they are doing the 31 days of confection perfection again. Remember, you get that e-newsletter with a good holiday dessert every single day in December. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the signups have started, but this year there is a sweepstakes feature. So if people haven't signed up, it is worth it because they're giving away 31 standing mixers every day in December. So you three cannot win because you're related to me, but the rest of the Satellite Sisterhood should get in it. Just go to chaoschronicles.com and click through on the banner ad. So sign up now. The dessert recipes will start coming in December, and that's when they start picking the winners 31 days 31 winners okay. thought i would make that well that's okay because we're we're much more toaster oven people than we are <laughs> mixer people. we would know what to do with standing mixers. like who's standing within that <laughs> scenario i don't understand <laughs> okay you guys i have to tell you what happened to me this week I was headed uh, down the street to uh, like an event at my ch- at my son's school. It was a dedication of some sort. So I was somewhat dressed up and I head out the front door and uh, my lovely neighbor across the street, Mrs. Lester, she's in her late 80s. She called over to me, Leon, Leon. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'm a little late, but okay. I went, hey, hi, how are you, Mrs. Lester? What can I do for you? And then she uttered the phrase that no Dolan wants to hear. Okay. She said, are you good with cats? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let's be clear. It's an allergy related yeah. aversion to cats. Not. <laughs> are you good with cats? <laughs> I was like, um, I'm not really a cat whisperer, if that's what you mean. And she said, and then she went on to explain She said, you know, and she's about four feet tall, Mrs. Lester. And she said, um, she said, there's a wild cat in my house. I don't know how it got in. And it was destroying my kitchen. And I managed to trap it in the laundry room. And I (laughs) I need some help. Mrs. Lester. Kitty. Kitty. (laughs) Kitty. You know, Kitty on meth. Because, uh, so she said, I need to get it out of the laundry room. And I was like, okay. And I went in and this cat has literally destroyed the kitchen. I mean, there's broken glass on the floor. There's liquid. I don't know how she trapped that cat in the laundry room. But I look, I survey the situation. There's (laughs) 
there's the cat. It's just perched on a shelf right above the washer dryer. And right next to it is the outside door. You know, so theoretically, you would just want to go around the outside, open the door and quickly run away. But of course, Mrs. Lester's left the keys in the door inside. So you can't do that. I have to go through the laundry room, past the cat to open up the door. But it's a small cat and it looks terrified. And so I think, okay, I can do I can do this. And I said, okay, I'm going to go in, going to open up that door. And she goes, okay. So I open the door and that cat came at me like, oh, no. like a cartoon cat you guys you know you know how in cartoons they like hang on people's faces they like okay. oh my god Liam. I, I needed a shield i backed up so fast that the, i shut the door and the cat came flying into the glass window <laughs> Oh my god. I, I nearly killed poor Mrs. Lester backing up so fast. That was the tragedy. I almost broke her hip. Because I was like, oh my God. And I was, I was shaking like a leaf. And then the cat just proceeded to like bounce up and down like six feet. <laughs> a kitty attack. Oh. I, this sounds like a job for a Pasadena fire department. I mean, that's it's, a wild cat, Land. It was a wild cat. I. My admiration for Mrs. Lester went up a thousand times. I don't know how she got that cat into that laundry room. (laughs) Because I really, I needed a shield or a trank gun or something. (laughs) So then I looked around. I was like, let's call animal control. And one of the things I have programmed into my cell phone, one of the few things is the police, like the non-emergency number. So I called that. They hooked us up with animal control. And poor Mrs. Lester, she said, no. It's a wild cat. No, believe me, it attacks. <laughs> Trying to explain, like, because again, oh, there's a cat. How bad could it be? Oh, no, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Cartoon cat. That's so bad. <laughs> I, was, I was just shaking. When that's, the time I got to the, so then you ran off to your event and left Mrs. Lester in the hands of animal control. Yes. That's yes. probably wise. Le- leave it to the professionals. Yes. I did help her clean up all the glass and the spilled liquid, though, because that cat had wreaked some ha- havoc in the kitchen. Gosh. Like, oh. It's worse than a bear. I mean. <laughs> it was, Sheila. A bear you. I, 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 a bear you wouldn't attempt to subdue on your own. That's, <laughs> you would know immediately you were outclassed with the bear. That's a cat, so scary. A cat That's you figure so you can handle it. Oh, God. That is funny, Leanne. Well, Mrs. Lester is lucky to have you across the street. She, <laughs> I know you've been neighbors for a long time. All right. I want to move on to one of my... Um, you know, one of my prongs that we talked about about a month ago on Satellite Sister, <laughs> Sheila, I know you have like fitness prongs, personal health and wellness, mm-hmm. um, the sort of the parts of your program, the, the eating less, exercising more epiphany that you had <laughs> when it comes to staying in shape. Well, one of my prongs was setting a lot of short-term goals so you don't totally lose control. So after... Julie's son's wedding. So we all had that as a short-term goal, like from July through the first weekend in October. I thought I was very focused on getting in shape for the wedding, knowing there would be a lot of family photos. The next short-term goal I set for myself, I decided, okay, 
um, every fall I get my physical. Why don't I schedule my annual physical for, you know, six weeks from now so that that will keep me on the straight and narrow until right before Thanksgiving. And then I can just let loose over the holidays. So my annual physical is tomorrow. And oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I just, yeah. it was just, it was too short a term. You know, I just said I had no chance to really recover from the, the eating and the festivities at the New Orleans wedding to really undo any of that damage. And then, let, you know, the month of October, I was actually traveling quite a bit. So part of the reason I have my physical tomorrow, Monday, is last week I was in London all week, which is great. And it's not like I'm sitting around at some high tea eating crumpets and clotted cream. But you're still, you're going out to dinner every night. You're, oh, it's just like really bad. And it's not a good scenario for exercising either. So I I came very close on Friday to calling and canceling. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person who has done that, who has just decided I cannot face my doctor at this point. But then I thought, if you cancel now, what are the chances you're going to be any better off in January, right? Right. right? So you just need to get it over with. I hope I'll be okay. I'm not sure how much you can really lower your cholesterol over a single weekend. (laughs) I think Um, the kale helps. Maybe one point. Why, oh, really? One point? Well, every point counts. The, <laughs> when I, I was having lunch with mom and dad yesterday, and they had this giant chocolate cake that our brother Jim sent our father for his birthday, which was this week. And so mom asked me if I wanted a piece of the giant chocolate cake. And I'm like, nope, Tuesday, I'll come back. There's still going to be plenty of that cake left <laughs> on Tuesday. So I got to go, got to face the music tomorrow. I'm yes. just not sure how I'm going to do. So it was, I think it was my prong. It's the right idea, but poor execution. Somehow, (laughs) I should have given myself a little bit more time, like maybe between Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatever. Anyway, I'll I'll report back next week how I did. But uh, 1.30 tomorrow afternoon, facing the music at at UCLA. Oh, Liz, good luck with that. You know, I I spend a lot of time at doctors. I know you do. Yes, yes. Um, I actually had to make an emergency trip a couple weeks ago. Because I, I didn't really tell you guys <laughs> no, that I was suffering from extreme vertigo. I, I didn't mention this. Okay. 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 We're t- we shouldn't laugh. We're not laughing. No. And I, I was nauseous. I was, I was, I was bumping into things. I was, I was at vertigo. So of course I thought, you know, I had some kind of brain bleed or something. Naturally. So um, I went to my doctor to make sure everything's all right. And I kept mentioning that, you know, that I, it feels like my vision is blurry. And I mean, Monica, those are signs of some really, that could be really bad, right? It could be really bad. You did the right thing. You're right, Sheila. So then I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll just go to Lens Crafter and make sure my prescription for my glasses is up. I think I need new glasses. So I went to Lens Crafters, which is not the highest end. I mean, they're not doctors. They're not doctors. I mean, they're really not doctors. But it was an emergency because I was literally, I was, I had vertigo. I had, I and I was, I was nauseous. (laughs) So, and I, I told the air quotes doctor that I had vertigo, (laughs) and I was nauseous. And she said, 
Well, have you been under under any particular stress at this time? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm she, She's also a psychiatrist. <laughs> wow. I am stressed and I'm bumping into furniture and I'm nauseous <laughs> on a daily basis. Um so she tested my eyes and and she said, Well, did you get the reading glasses that we uh suggested over a year ago? I go, reading glasses? No, I mean, I wear glasses, but she's like, your eyes, she's like, you need reading glasses immediately. So guess what? I happen to have an extra pair of frames that I bought on Amazon. like a- <laughs> In your purse? <laughs> Literally in my purse, just because <laughs> I just thought I'm going to lens crafters. I'll just bring a pair of frames. Who knows? And okay, I, that does actually make sense. No, yeah. I, I actually thought that my regular glasses were so dirty that they just needed some kind of like power cleaning. And that's why I was having vertigo. <laughs> so did the reading yeah. did the reading glasses do the trick? Oh my gosh, you guys, I literally cannot see. I mean, I can't see without I can only see when you're sitting across from me. Any other time, I can't see. So I can't see distance, and I can't see up close anymore. (laughs) So I now have a ridiculous scenario, which is two pairs of glasses in the exact same frame. Oh, (laughs) that must get confusing. Right, and but but it was an emergency. I mean, it was having vertigo. You need to arc one of those glasses with a little piece of tape (laughs) in the corner. (laughs) That would be stylish. So you know which ones are for near and which ones are for far. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I'm I'm done. I'm cooked now. I mean, I have, I can't see. So now I have to think about, you know, should I get contacts and then reading glasses? It's a whole, I mean, I'm in a whole nother um, situation right now. Why don't you get the bifocal or trifocal thing where it's like three glasses and one? <laughs> And you just look up and look down. <laughs> then you're constantly moving your head. I know. It's it's just, I know. I've heard nightmare stories about those as well. I have too. So you know, Sheila, it, 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 is, it is a huge handicap. I mean, now that I'm addicted to reading glasses, I can't see anything without them. No, no. you can't see. So that's, that's it. Um, and, you know, the other thing I've been noticing, I mean, just like getting older, you know, I have, I've basically bought every serum known to man, right? I have every yes. product. Yes, you do enjoy and, products. And I enjoy products and people tell me my skin looks good. But have you noticed, I mean, the proliferation of anti-brown spot serum ads <laughs> on television? Yes. I mean, when did brown spots become the new whatever? I mean, the new black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no normal makeup now. Every makeup is dedicated to brown spots. And well, don't you find the brown spots distressing? For me, of all of the signs of aging, it, it's really the brown spots that bum me out the most. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't mind if the models on TV weren't 22 and they painted brown spots on them. Have <laughs> yeah. You seen yeah, that's true. I mean, there are no realistic pictures of brown spots. I mean, yes, we all have brown spots. I have them on my hands. I mean, now I I don't, you know, now I have to look at serums that are targeted, you know, to dark spots, brown spots, whatever. I mean, I don't, 
I mean, I have lightening and brightening creams in my cabinet right now, but I don't think they work, people. Okay. I, 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 I don't... <laughs> You know, I have, I use a brown spot serum. I use it. It's a lightener serum. And uh, I think it works, actually. <laughs> I have to be honest. Oh, on, my, on my face. Not, I don't use it on my hands. But uh, I think it works. So. Well, that's it. I mean, it's just everywhere you look now. There's, that's there's, They are everywhere. And, and they, they make a 22-year-old look like she's an egg or something. You know, <laughs> it's true. That ad really bugs me. That's unfair because she has perfect skin and then a makeup artist. Anyway, don't get me started. Anyway. Okay. All right. We won't get you started. I find that I'm thinking a lot more about exfoliation of the décolletage, if you know what oh. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like over the years I've taken pretty okay care of my face, but my chest looks like it's 100 years old. Yeah. You know, so I'm... I'm thinking about that region much more than I than I ever used to. No, I know. I've had a couple of, I mean, since my birthday, it's been pretty downhill with the glasses. <laughs> and then the only other things I want to mention is, you know, I, I really think after 20 years, I'm in the wrong profession. I mean, I literally, I, I just finished report cards and I can't tell you how, how much I loathe writing report cards. I mean... <laughs> It is the worst experience. I mean, I don't know why I dread it. I guess what it is, is like, I feel like you just have parent teacher conferences, which I, that's my forte. I'm an up close kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I give parents 150% in those conferences. And then I just have to reiterate everything. It takes such a long time. And um, thank you to the parent who stopped me the other day and said, I can't believe you guys have to write report cards. We just met with you. I said, thank you, parent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could do it as a personal podcast for each of your parents. Wouldn't it be easier if you could just oh, Liz, talk I've... into your computer and just be yourself? Yeah, no, things got so bad this week doing report cards. I was so late with them, and I'm sorry. I'm, I have to say I'm sorry to a lot of people because I, I held a lot of people up. Things got so bad in my house that literally the only paper product I <laughs> had on Friday night were cotton balls. <laughs> How is that report card related? <laughs> and I just want to say, thank God they were jumbo. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I was too tired to go out and buy some toilet paper. So. <laughs> Okay. That's, how, that's how bad it got. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they're slightly bigger than Q-tips, so <laughs> you're lucky there. It's amazing the uses for jumbo cotton balls. <laughs> See, you continue to learn even in the aging process. <laughs> yes, Liz. Okay, Th thanks for that. Thanks for that image, though. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm picturing it. Whew. Okay, moving on. Monica, you had a movie you wanted to tip us off to. I do. I, I have a little movie report. You know, it, it it's really, there are a lot of good movies coming out lately. A lot, yes. Which is like, I just can't wait to see The Descendants, that new movie. But of course, I live in Portland, so it doesn't really open on the week where it opens in other major <laughs> markets. So I have plenty of time to think about that movie. But last weekend when I was in Bend, I went to see uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Oh, oh yeah. I heard that's wonderful. Otherwise known as M4 in the right. business. Oh. 
M4. Um, and you know what? It was a very haunting movie. And I stayed up all night thinking about it and thought about it the next day. So, yes, I would recommend seeing it. Now, it's a story about a young girl. She's like a 20-year-old, uh, and she runs away from this very abusive cult that she's joined. And she runs away to her sister's house, but the the story is about what happened to her when she lived with this cult is all told in flashbacks. Ooh. And in each scene, you can't really tell whether it's real time or it's going to be a flashback. And I, I really like that. Plus, I wanted to go see it because, you know, it's an indie film and it's this guy, Sean Durkin, his first film. And I, I thought it was very good, but it is haunting. Um, and it stars, it stars Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, that's why I keep reading about it. She's, yeah, the, that's she's the little sister of the twins, right? She's yes. the little sister of the twins and she's just translucent in this movie. She's absolutely gorgeous. Kind of reminds you of, uh, Scarlett Johansson, just very gorgeous and sort of luscious looking and young. Um, so, and the other star of the movie, the guy who plays, so uh, the leader of the cult, who's excellent, is uh, John Hawks. And I don't know if you guys ever saw that oh, movie. Oh, he's good. I'm going to go see this movie. Did you see Winter's Born, Sheila? Yes. Uh, yeah. That movie he played, you know, the... Winter's Bone. Bone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whip out those reading glasses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sheila, I would recommend it to you. Oh, I, that's a good I, one. I, I, I might go see that because I went to see Like Crazy yesterday, Mom. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, that looks so romantic and cute. Was it? It was. It just made me feel really old again. It, it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it made me feel old. I had to sit, like, kind of in the first row, even though I had my glasses. And... uh <laughs> Everybody in the movie was tw 20 and everybody in the audience was 20, but I highly recommend it. Very unusual love story, super indie, um, you know, not just uh, pulls at your heartstrings and uh, beautifully shot. The movie's called Like Crazy. I really recommend it. Okay, well, I'm going to recommend a movie at the way opposite end of the spectrum. This is Liz. I saw the other day, you might be surprised to know that I really loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I just got around to seeing it. Has anyone else seen that? Leon, did you see that? I saw it and I loved it, Liz. This really? I, yes. I am jumping on the Oscar bandwagon for the guy that played the apes. Me too. Andy yeah. Serkis or whatever his name yes. is. Serkin. Yes. Uh, me too. I've decided that that's going to be my cause this Oscar season. Yeah. Because I actually don't care who's hosting it or who's <laughs> producing it anymore. I'm sick of that. But Sheila, this is really, really an interesting movie about like animals and their souls and their interaction with men and or humans, I should say. I was shocked how much, how wildly entertained I was by it and I, really I, and really moved. Really, I would never go see that movie. But Wait, they're dressed up in ape costumes, Liz. It's, it's just. <laughs> Let's well, go right to it. I mean, that's one way of describing it. Okay. I, here's what I would just say that the new technology and the way they can do that now with basically this Andy guy playing the main ape, his name is Caesar, uh, the main chimp. Um, the chimps look so human 
and you can, when you look into their eyes and the way they're, he's really acting and you get a feeling for what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And it's not at all the like old chimp suit thing at all. Like remember in high school, we went to high school with a woman named Mary Barbaro, a girl, I guess she would be in high school who was like a total planet of the apes uh, fanatic, or as she would call it, just POA, POTA. And she, <laughs> she would go to these POTA uh, marathons. And, uh, but those were really costumes and really people trying to pretend they were chimps in the chimp suits. This somehow takes you totally out of that and you never get the feeling that it's humans playing these roles. I don't know. I don't know, Monica, are you buying it? I mean, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not buying it. Liam, did you take your kids? Yeah, I, well, I took Colin. He's yeah. my movie buddy. And no, we loved it. And there's a very touching father-son story. And the father has Alzheimer's. And it's, uh, it's very, it's very emotional. And, yeah. uh, and it's, the, it's not, it's the rise of the Planet of the Apes. So they don't take over yet. I'm just saying. So there's a lot of character development and good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. all um, apes battling. But there is some of that. And that's awesome. <laughs> Liz, what possessed you to go see this movie? Well, that's the thing. I didn't have to go see it. It was on my video player on my my plane. So, you know, you're on a 10-hour flight. You make some unusual choices, right? I feel like I had seen every other movie on the video player. And I just had watched, like, five episodes back-to-back of 30 Rock. That's usually what I do on the plane. You know, you can do your own personal marathons of the TV shows that are also on the uh, on the video player. And honestly, I started to watch some other movie, and about 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm just not into this today. And that movie was The Help, which I still have not seen. Oh, and, yeah. And I really enjoyed the book, and I would like to see the movie, but I just was not in the mood to watch that movie at that. So I went to... <laughs> To the other end, and I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Anyway, R O Pota, Liz. R O Pota. Oh, okay. Speak of video players, one other technology story I want to fill you guys in on. You know, um, when we produce this show, we record this show together on the weekends, and then I convert it to an MP3 file. I post it to the cloud, as they say, and our webmaster, Sarah Sweeney, gets it in the cloud, gives it to iTunes, and posts it on our website and all of that other stuff. Well, lately, the cloud has really been kind of letting me down. Uh, since since Apple introduced iCloud, we were on a pre-cloud cloud. Like we were <laughs> we were in the cloud before iCloud was invented. So all of a sudden they put the i in front of it and nothing works anymore. So yesterday I decided that I had to figure out uh, the cloud once and for all. So I went to iCloud class at the at the Apple Store here in San Francisco. Oh. It was a Lee, and I know you love those free classes that they give. If you have a good Apple store in your city where they have like the theaters and room to give classes, the Santa Monica store has a particularly big theater in it. And just every hour they're explaining something to you. So, so I signed up to go to the iCloud class, take my, my laptop over there. Uh, I was like, a little bit late, so I thought maybe I missed the part that I needed to know, which is I don't understand. Once I put it in the cloud, 
where's the cloud? Like, right. where, I can't, <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the cloud. And because I need to send Sarah a link to what's ever in the cloud. And uh, so finally, at the end, I got around to asking my question. But here's the thing you will appreciate more than anything else. You know, you walk into those Apple stores, and it's just full of, like, guys at the genius bar, you know, they're all geniuses in there. Everyone yeah. has various skills that totally don't relate to any skill you have. And uh, just a lot of like hip young men, mainly. There are some women, but there are a lot of men and they just know everything about everything. But the best part is my iCloud instructor, his actual name was Bronco. isn't that excellent excellent that's his name don't you want to learn about technology from a guy a hipster named bronco yes yes you do so anyway so he hadn't quite explained to me the piece of it that i needed to know so i i raised my hand and i said bronco here's my problem um and when things go to the cloud i can't find the cloud like i don't I, i i don't understand how how do i send that my file to uh to someone i'm working with and he said oh well we don't do that anymore it's like what do you mean he's like the cloud is not storage anymore i'm Uh like really so i can't so what i used to pay for mobile me you're just now that it's free you just don't do that and he's like right the reason you can't do it is because we don't do it that's not how the cloud works anymore so i actually felt good about that answer because once, because <laughs> once again, it's like two weeks ago when Google told us it was it was their fault, not our fault, that our Android app was not working. It was to have Apple tell you, well, you can't do it because really we took that feature out. You can't. There's no way you could have done it, even if you knew what you were doing. You wouldn't have been able to do that. I felt kind of vindicated in a way, like oh. Yeah. I, apparently I know more than I thought I knew because I put my, <laughs> I put my finger on like, it's just a discontinued service. So thank you, Bronco. I'm glad, uh, glad to have met you. Thank you for being so honest with me. You know how sometimes in those scenarios you feel a little bit ashamed that you don't, you can't figure it out. <laughs> Bronco did he's not. A, he's an honest guy who obviously changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he rolls. Uh, anyway, so so we got the cloud thing figured out. So now I have to find some other way to do it. But don't worry, I'm on top of that. Okay, one last thing I want to mention before we're done for this week is on last week's show where I was in London last Sunday and we were talking about a bunch of London things, about the fact that I was staying in Pippa Middleton's room or uh, fantasizing that I was in Pippa Middleton's room. I totally forgot to mention that the night before, Saturday night, I went to the theater, and directly in front of me, Mick Jagger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. How'd he look? How'd he look? You know, he's so much more delicate in real life than you think he's going to be. You know how yeah. kind of super skinny he is anyway? Yeah. He's, he's not big and tall. He's sort of like a medium-sized skinny person. And other than that, he looked good. He was with a woman, you know, he's been with this fashion designer in London for like 10 years. I forget her name. Uh, He was with her. And then there were two other people in their entourage. 
But I kind of knew I was in the theater and this is a very tough ticket to get. The play is Jerusalem and it won the Tony Award in New York this spring for Mark Rylance is the star. He won the Tony for Best Actor in Jerusalem. But it started in London, came to New York and now it's back in London. So there were these empty seats directly in front of me and I knew that somebody good had to be coming to sit in the seats because right before the play started there was still nobody there. So I figured they were going to sneak in some VIP at the last minute. Sure enough, it's the mixed and the <laughs> he dates Liz. I'm googling. He dates Loren Scott. That's the right. Fashion designer, the fashion designer L, L apostrophe Ren. Yes. Oh, I didn't even know that was a real person. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. great. I thought it was a brand. Sheila, I yes. was under that impression for a long time too. But it actually is a person, and she's like six ten or something. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he looks so little. You know, standing next to Loren. Uh, anyway, he seemed to enjoy the play. So did I. But I, I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys that last week. I just, I wanted to throw that in. Good uh, sighting. Yep. Yeah, thank you. That is a good sighting. Uh, so I didn't see any of the Middletons or any of the Windsors, but I did see Mick Jagger. So, you know. If you're gonna- well, you can't always get what you want, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> but if you try sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. All right. Is that, this is the wrap-up. Anybody have anything they need to add? Uh, let's see. Lee and Sheila, I'll see you on Thursday. Yes. Okay. Monica, good luck with the drive over the river and through the woods. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> in the big SUV. Uh, I think we'll be back next weekend. We haven't really scheduled that, but, you know, where are you? I'm set? out. I, I'm <laughs> out, but you guys carry on. I have a soccer tournament in San Diego. Okay. So, All right. Uh, but it's uh, time to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. All the everybody Oops. listening to Satellite Sisters, thank you. We're grateful for listeners. <laughs> yes, we're out. Thank you yeah. for listening. That, that's a very nice note to end on, Leanne. I All know. Right. Usually Julie says the nice thing. So when Julie's not on, <laughs> we're not, we're not no, nobody else thinks of it. <laughs> that's true she's always in, in charge of those kinds of sentiments but yeah. okay in the spirit of julie have a very happy thanksgiving and don't forget call your satellites sister.